Welcome back to Hope Daily as we continue our series on fear. As individuals, we'll battle unique fears throughout our lives. We all face an array of things to be afraid of, but we are preconditioned to battle specific fears more regularly throughout our lives. My hope through this series is to give you truths that can give you tools to fight those fears, as well as gain some empathy for those who struggle with fears that are different than yours. Wednesday, we looked at the fear of betrayal, and today we'll be looking at the fear of conflict. And we'll be reading from Acts 4, 23-31, as well as 2 Timothy 1, 7. I've shared before when preaching about how much I dislike conflict. And it's still true, I don't like conflict or even the potential for conflict. Lee and I were dating for just about two years when I started saving up for a ring to propose to her. And I knew that at some point during this process, I would have to talk to her dad before I actually proposed. And I dreaded it. My father-in-law and I have a great relationship, and we've had one, basically, uh, from the beginning. He's very involved in his church, and so we would often talk about the inner workings of church. We could talk about our personal faith. We could talk about sports. We could talk about anything. It was never awkward or hard to talk with him. Yet, when I called him to ask if we could meet for lunch, I was so nervous. I remember, I don't know where I was going to or coming from, but I remember pulling into a parking lot and just sitting there and like collecting myself before I called him. All to just leave a message on his cell phone because he didn't even pick up. When we got to lunch a week or so later, I was once again quite nervous. We, again, we had a good relationship. He liked me. Yet there was this perceived threat of a confrontation that made me nervous. My plan was, we'll order, we'll get the waitress out of the way, and then I'll ask. I didn't have a prepared speech, just I knew when I would ask, and I wanted as few people to be able to hear as possible. Well, we sat down, and almost immediately, he said, I think you and Leah make a really good team, and he continued on, but I started to space out because I didn't know exactly what he was saying. (laughs) I knew that he beat me to the punch. I was confused. And then he, I guess, saw what was happening on my face and said, well, that's why we're here, right? And I was like, yes, yes, this, that is why we're here. I'd like to marry your daughter. Uh, And everything was fine. Everything, I relaxed and we had a great lunch and I'm still married to his daughter. Looking back, there was never really a real threat of conflict. It was just perceived in my own mind. And this got me all worked up. There have been other moments in my life where conflict was inevitable. It wasn't something I made up. It was actually going to happen. And I was nervous then. But just because the conflict was more real didn't mean that my anxiety was justified. Because guess what? I survived. And then there have been moments in my life where conflict needed to happen. But I avoided it. I avoided difficult conversations because... I didn't want to step into that. There's a temptation for those like me who fear conflict to go along to get along. I've gone into meetings or discussions with a plan of what I was going to say, but then the other party speaks first and I think, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. I I guess I don't really have to say what I was going to say before. We merge our opinions with the opinions of others to maintain some level of inner harmony. But What God has been showing me is that the absence of conflict is not actual peace. In fact, we should be weary of anyone or anything that promises us peace without conflict and difficult conversations. 
True peace will come only when we address the tension in our own souls and in our relationships. We must step into the tension and work towards resolution in order to experience true and lasting peace. We cannot simply pray for peace if what we're actually praying for is for our problems to disappear. If we pray for peace, we must also pray for courage. And this takes us to Acts chapter 4. We're going to pick up the story after Peter and John have been arrested, imprisoned, and threatened to no longer speak of Jesus. They were told that if they continue, the arrest will turn to beatings, which will turn to death. After leaving prison, they gather with fellow believers to pray, and verses 23 and 31 of Acts chapter 4 have that prayer recorded for us. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I want us to first notice what they did not pray for. They didn't pray for peace. They didn't pray for their problems to go away. They didn't pray for safety. They prayed for courage, to continue to do what Jesus had commissioned them to do, to speak the truth in boldness. They prayed for courage to continue to step into the tension so that they could experience true peace. Surely more conflicts were on the horizon, but these conflicts were worth taking head on. Our voices and our opinions, they matter. We do not have to be afraid to voice them. As Paul writes to Timothy, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We can speak our minds, we can call out tension through the power of the Spirit, and we can do so with love and self-discipline. We don't have to run people over, but neither do we have to shrink back ourselves. I stole this from somewhere, and I don't know where, but I've started praying for courage, discernment, and wisdom. Courage to speak up when I have to speak up. Discernment to say what needs to be said and avoid saying what doesn't need to be said, and wisdom to know how to say it. Take some time and pray for the same thing. Pray for courage, discernment, and wisdom. Pray for courage to do what God has called you to do. Ask God to show you what, con- what conflicts you've been avoiding that are worth stepping into in order to get real peace. Then ask him to give you wisdom and discernment and how to best step into those conversations.